This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is episode 153, part one, folks. And I hope you all had a wonderful Hallmark holiday, Valentine's Day. What the heck? I know it's a Hallmark holiday. I understand that. Every holiday has been turned into a Hallmark holiday. Plus, every day should be Valentine's Day at your home. But last night, as I mentioned yesterday in episode 152, which was a jam-packed show, by the way, we finished up Smart Villages over in Europe. I got into some of the technology they're using to build the smart cities. I talked about the front-facing portals that the citizens that live within the smart districts are supposed to be able to have access to to uh to streamline streamline their experience dealing with the criminals in the government who shake them down and extort money from them constantly and that stuff doesn't work so i gave you my thoughts on that and it it really just boils down to three things folks all right either one it's one giant grift, which I don't believe because the technology like the smart poles are real. They actually work. They are installing all of this stuff. So either one, it's a giant grift, which I, I just don't believe that. Number two, they're building the prison planet technology, installing it, putting up the infrastructure with no intention of ever allowing the citizens to actually interact with the government right so they're not going to give them the front-facing portal that's just part of the propaganda campaign the adoption campaign to trick folks into accepting this so-called e-government this smart infrastructure so they could build it but then you're not going to interact with it because it's all designed to police you to control you to have power over you right or three they're going to bring in one of the big companies one of the big players google amazon facebook microsoft oracle ibm one of these guys and they're going to end up having an out-of-the-box solution for the smart city smart villages smart districts 15-minute zones and they will have an out-of-the-box solution for the app and then therefore your interaction with your so-called local government will really be managed by one of the big tech players one of the big technocracy contractors uh or it could be a combination of all three but that's where i am with that until somebody shows me a working application that allows one to seamlessly interact with all of the data sensors and all of these e-government departments etc etc that actually works i just don't buy it and i know that these cities cannot afford to actually build Uh, an application like that from the ground up and to connect it into all 20 40 60 100 third-party vendors that they're doing business with for the data sensors the facial scan cameras the license plate cameras the pollution sensors you know the in and out sound that comes out of the smartphone they just an independent 
project built from the ground up, it just can't be done. They would need too many people, and it would cost too much money. They wouldn't be able to even put that in the budget. So I showed you. It cost over $2 billion to build the Obamacare Affordable Care Act website. So how is a small city like Coral Gables with less than 75,000 people going to be able to do that? So, um, so it was a jam-packed show. And then I went and I cooked Maggie lobster scallops uh i got some shrimp boiled up some shrimp put it in the refrigerator chilled it made a homemade cocktail sauce i made some broccoli with bacon and shaved sharp cheddar off a block real nice sharp cheddar it was good it was good and then i took some of my homemade bread turned that into a garlic bread so we had a great time and willie g actually slept through dinner we we begged him please sleep through dinner let us have a wonderful dinner so we were able to do that and then he woke up so we ate chocolate covered strawberries that maggie made with some chocolate mousse from costco actually uh, <laughs> and a strawberry mochi you ever have mochi it's like a japanese ice cream wrapped with a like a tapioca wrap on it it was good. It was fun. Fun uh, Hallmark holiday, folks. And um, for you ladies out there, I hope your men treated you well. If not, break out the bullwhip and uh, tell them I'm going to whip you into shape. And they might like that, folks. That might get them, might get them to, uh, might get him to uh, up his game. Maybe that's what he's waiting for. So I uh, hope everyone had a great uh, Valentine's Day. And now what we're going to do here. On episode 153, this is going to be jam-packed. I have so much information. I don't even know where we're going. I had the show laid out, and then I said, wait a second. I'm missing a big chunk. I've got to explain some additional stuff. So I just did some research here because we're going to work our way into chat GPT, you know, which is the talk of the town, especially on Twitter over the last couple of weeks everyone's been playing around with it i opened an account over OpenAI. they control chat gpt so we're going to go into the background of OpenAI for those of you that don't know i've talked a little bit about it here on the dust and gold standard but that might have been 100 episodes ago so i'm going to explain OpenAI. uh we're going to get into the founders of that the partners the investors we're going to talk about some of the joint projects that OpenAI has right now how they got into chat gpt we're going to look at google's competitor and i'm going to break down the technology for you and i'm going to explain uh where they want to go sentient uh sentient ai and then we're going to talk about uh generative ai all right which is what they're doing now and we're going to talk about what what drives these chat bots like chat gpt natural language processing semantic search those are some things i know about because i worked on some projects with those uh pieces of technology years ago and as far as i could see chat gpt just looks like a more advanced version of that so i'll get into some stories and explain uh, my experience i mentioned some of them here on the show over the last couple of episodes but i really want to break that down and give you a solid understanding of how i see the technology you know is it a larp is it real can it become more intelligent than humans and as of right now i i don't think it's necessarily intelligent i look at this stuff as advanced search and i'll explain that to you uh, but as far as being intelligent, uh, 
I don't see it as intelligent. You have to remember these chatbots, like when you're typing a question into chat GPT, and don't worry, we're going to do a demo. We're going to walk through it. We're going to look at the alter ego, supposedly, of chat GPT called Dan. We're going to get into all this stuff. And I'm going to show you when you type in the box, just like you would with Google, and you ask chat GPT a question. And it could be the same if you did it through your voice. Uh, This is what natural language processing is, the ability for the computer to recognize a question, whether in text or whether in audio form, that you're asking it uh, as if you're talking to another person. So you don't have to query the question that you're asking the computer in computer form. Like you don't have to write it in a formula. The computer's able to understand when you go, yo, Siri, or yo, Alexa, yo, uh, what's a two plus two? Or what does that equal? You know, it can understand you in natural language. So it processes that, and then it delivers you an answer. Uh, whether that's going to be a one-word answer Uh, A number, two plus two, it equals four. Maybe it just says four. Or it says, hey, Dustin, two plus two equals four. Or the answer is four. However, it returns that to you. And that's just how it's programmed. But it's only as intelligent, right, this chat interface. The chat is just the interface, how you're interacting with it. It's the graphical user interface, how you're putting in the data, asking the question how the data comes back to you in the form of an answer. It's only as good as the data sets that it has, okay? Meaning, if you took, for instance, and I mentioned before, an Excel spreadsheet full of a bunch of data, right? Or you were able to take the old Encyclopedia Britannica sets and turn those into databases, and then you connect up, think of the, the chat bot sitting on top of it, right? And you connect that up. So you ask it a question, it converts that into computer language. It then goes and digs down inside the digital version of this encyclopedia, and it pulls out the answer for you and is able to deliver that in the form of text, you know, written word or audio if you're talking to an Alexa. Well, the answer that it's giving you is only as good as the data that it has, the data that was input uh, by humans, right? Everything that that we have in an encyclopedia was written by a human uh, at some point based on either research or their own experience or the research they did came from someone else's real-world experience at some point when someone wrote, what is a zebra, and they have information on a zebra. So if the information in the data set is wrong... Right then the answer the chat GPT gives you is wrong, meaning the chat GPT is not intelligent. Now, they'll tell you the more data it has access to, they call this big data, the more accurate the answer is going to be because it can pull data from 15 different sources and then create its own answer. Well, the data sets keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because everything that we humans are contributing to the internet, right, to the data that's being stored, this would be everything from our own Google searches, our social media posts, our social media interactions, our text message interactions, you know, photos we upload, videos we upload, audio that's being recorded by us, like my podcast, or when it's spying on you, you know, through your phone, all the TV that you watch, 
you know, all the phone calls you have, every time you're walking around outside and being picked up by the so-called data sensors everywhere and the facial scan cameras and all this other stuff, it's all being tracked and then creating a giant database that then is allowing something like chat GPT, this interface, to tap into more data and therefore, they claim that that combination of data, that collection of data, this encyclopedia that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, the chat GPT could then deliver the best possible result, the best possible answer to the question that you are asking it. I hope you understand that. All right, It's, it's actually not as complex as they would want you to believe. For the layman out there, for folks that don't know anything about technology whatsoever, which which I would believe would be the vast majority of folks. Now, don't get me wrong. In the world we live in today, you'll say, well, my two-year-old is so smart. He could pick up a tablet. He knows how to push the buttons. He knows how to play games. He can program a video game. He's so much smarter than me. Yes, people are becoming more familiar with the front-facing consumer technology, but not necessarily how it works behind the scenes. And sometimes we have to pull this curtain back and reveal the wizard, right, and show you what the wizard is, how this stuff works, instead of just sitting there and going, wow, this is amazing. You type in a question and it gives me an answer. And I just believe it's right because AI has been branded as super intelligent. It's going to be more intelligent than humans. Maybe it already is. And then everyone just accepts the answer. It's like seeing the big face of the Wizard of Oz up on the curtain, you know, with the smoke coming up. And he goes, I am the all powerful Oz. Two plus two is five. Oh my God. Oz said two plus two is five. Therefore, it must be so. And then you pull back the curtain and it's a wrinkled up old man there who's just uh, laughing his butt off because he told you two plus two is five and now you believe it. And so I, I partially believe that this is part of the game that's going on. That the technocrats, the transhumanists, the psychopathic power hungry freaks are trying to brand artificial intelligence, one, as intelligence which I don't believe it is, and two, that it is smarter than humans or will be smarter than humans. And as I said, if they could dummy down humanity, if they could lower everyone's IQ through, I don't know, propaganda, public indoctrination center, school system garbage, uh, I don't needles they stick inside you, GMO food, poisonous big pharma, chemicals in the air, in the water, in the soil, then I think they can lower our IQ and we will be so dumb that uh, an old 1982 computer will be smarter than the average human. Maybe not more intelligent, but smarter. So we're going to break all that down for you. But what we need to do first, because I was about to start jumping right into OpenAI and showing you ChatGPT, and I said, you know what? I want to go back and show people just how big the internet is how this operates, because this is all going to tie into where are they storing all the data from all the sensors in the smart cities? Where is all this going? How are they going to do it? How are they going to process all the data? How much information are they storing? How much acreage do they need to build out all the server farms to store all this? 
all the hard drives they need, all the processing power, all the energy, all the electricity, all the water cooling systems. How big is this? Who controls all this? Where is it all going? Every day we are creating more and more data. Let me explain this to you. Uh, in as simple terms as possible, it, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to break it all down, and I'm not going to be able to fill in all the blanks. But I want to show you this first before we get into chat GPT. So you have a solid understanding of really how the Internet works and how much data there actually is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dust of Gold with the Dust of Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a bit of bouncing around during this show because there's just so much information and uh, you know, presenting it all necessarily in order is going to be kind of difficult. So I'm going to go through sort of piece by piece. Uh, we're going to kind of bounce around in this. I want to show you a lot of information today. It's going to be jam-packed full of information. So get ready to have your head explode. I was just talking with someone who was a regular listener yesterday who's been sending me some uh, information. They said, wow, your show is just jam-packed. And I know there's other people that tell me they have to listen to the show two or three times. They take notes on the show. So um, I appreciate it, folks. I really do. Uh, and, and to know that I'm helping you understand this, you know, means a lot to me. All right, we're over at financesonline.com. All right, financesonline.com. And let's start here. This is 53 important statistics about how much data is created every day. I just want you to understand how big this is. Because I, I want you to try to think, like, where do they store it all, right? So if somebody told you that there's 2 billion marbles created every day, you have to step back and say, well, where are we storing 2 billion marbles every single day? Where are the warehouses that store the marbles? How big of a warehouse do you need to store 2 billion marbles? And then each day, we're creating 2 billion more marbles. But that actually grows by 1% or 2% every day. So by the time you get to the end of a year, you're creating 3 billion marbles you know, every day. Where are we storing all the marbles? All right, this data that's being created is then stored, and that becomes the basis for what Chat GPT and what Google, you know, and what all these other data sorting tools are tapping into. This is the big data. It has to be stored. It's stored on servers. The servers are stored inside of warehouses called data centers. We'll get into some of that shortly. I have a few videos I'm going to show you. So just think about this because 
all the data they're collecting from everywhere on the internet and all of our interactions with all the data sensors all around the world inside all the smart cities 15 minute districts smart villages etc etc all that data is collected and has to be processed where are they putting it all how much energy is needed to actually run all this Imagine once everything goes central bank digital currency, they're tracking every transaction. How? How do they have enough energy to actually do this? All right. These are just some of the real questions we have to ask. I mentioned yesterday in episode 152 that I think the technocrats either don't have a grasp on, which I really don't believe, on how difficult it is to transition us from the third industrial era technology of yesteryear over to the fourth industrial era, the technology of tomorrow, or they don't want us to understand how difficult it is for them to transition us from the third to the fourth industrial era. Because it is quite complex. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said this. I do believe the technology exists to do it. Maybe on a small scale. All right. Maybe in one little town or maybe inside of a biodome type situation with 20 people living in there or inside of a casino in Las Vegas where they can track everyone's face. On a small micro level, yes. But around the world to control, to surveil, to have complete and total power over 7.6 billion people, billion people. How can this be done? Where's all the energy coming from? How are they storing the data? How are they sorting through all the data? How are they processing all that data and then using it uh, to run algorithms and calculations and formulas, et cetera, et cetera, against it to then produce whatever results, you know, ultimate control and power over every single person. It is more complex than they would want you to believe it is. Now, let's look at this. 53 important statistics about how much data is created every day. You are on the internet almost daily. You check your email, send replies, maybe browse websites, and even click on things. Every move you make online equates to data creation. So have you ever wondered how much data is created every day with around 4.66 billion with a b active internet users worldwide so more than 50 percent of the people on earth the data produced daily surpasses the imagination the statistics below explore how much data is created on the internet each day now i don't want this to surpass your imagination I want you to actually think about this. I don't think the vast majority of people have. I I would venture to guess most of you have not really thought about this. Uh, You remember the old show? It was like a magician that revealed the secrets, right? So you would have a trick similar to something David Copperfield would do. And this magician would come out. He had a mask on and uh, he would do the trick. And then he would reveal how the trick was done. This is back when... 
there weren't too many things on TV. We even when I was a kid, and people go, "Wow, did you watch The Magician reveal all the tricks?" You couldn't go on YouTube, and everybody's watching something completely different. This is back when you had three things to watch. It was either the football game, the magical magician that revealed everything, or some sitcom or something, right? I want to be that guy who reveals the magic trick to you. We're going to pull back the curtain, and I'm going to show you how the illusion is done. What's really going on? behind the scenes so look at this it says three important statistics about how much data is created every day number one how much data is generated every minute every minute folks 41 million 666 nice number 666,667 right so 42 million messages shared by whatsapp users every minute every minute 42 million whatsapp messages right here you have 1,388,889 that is 1.4 million video and voice calls made by people worldwide. This is every minute 1.4 million video and voice calls. 404,444. So 404,000 hours of video streamed by Netflix users. This is every minute every minute do you see how big that 404,000 hours are streamed every minute 347,222 so almost 350,000 stories posted by instagram users right instagram owned by facebook 150,000 messages shared by facebook users this is every minute and 147,000 photos shared by Facebook users. All right, this is just data generated every minute from a few different sources. You see how huge that is? Now that has to be stored somewhere. The the message you're sending is stored. What you're sending is stored. The text that you're sending or the photo or the video you're uploading is stored. It's all stored. Where? Where is this going? Where are all these marbles being housed? Number two, it says estimated data consumption from 2021 to 2024. All right. This is 2021. You have 74 zettabytes. And then by 2024, 149 zettabytes, right? This is data consumption. So you have it doubling in three years from 2021 to 2024. A zettabyte, folks. You want, you want to know what is? Let's see. A zettabyte. Let's look up zettabyte real quick for you folks. Because I don't even know. This is so big. A zettabyte. All right. Of course. A zeta. Uh, let's see. Z-E-T-A-B-Y-T-E. A zettabyte. And a zettabyte is a measure of digital storage capacity. A zettabyte is read as the 2 to the 70th power bytes. It is equal to a 1,000 exabytes, a billion 
terabytes or a trillion gigabytes. Simply, it would mean one billion one terabyte hard drives would be needed to store one zettabyte. So this hard drive right here, I'm holding in my hand for those of you at pain.tv slash gold. This is a one terabyte drive, right? One billion of these things, one billion with a B of these is a zettabyte. So 150 billion of these is the amount of data consumption in 2024. So 150 billion of these drives. That's one year's worth of data consumption. Now just imagine where is all that being stored? Where are the warehouses that store all of those marbles? All right, number three, data growth in 2021. We have 2 trillion searches on Google by the end of 2021. 1.134 trillion megabytes volume of data created every day. So 1.134 trillion megabytes. That has to be stored somewhere. We have 3,026,626 emails sent every second, 67% of which are spam. 3 million emails sent every second. We have 278,108 petabytes. That's global IP data per month by the end of 2021. What's a petabyte? Should we look at that? A petabyte. Let's see. P-E-T byte. All right. P-E-T-A byte. And that's going to be how much storage is in a petabyte? 1,000 terabytes. 1,000 terabytes. So that would be 1,000 of these hard drives right here. So it's saying that, uh, let's go back to that uh, page again, folks. That's 278,000 times 1,000 of those drives I just held up would be global IP data per month. All right, then 230,000 new malware versions created every day and 82% share of video in total global internet traffic at the end of 2021. So the point of this being, it is massive, folks. Massive how much data is being created. Where are they storing it? Where are they storing all of those marbles? Think about that, folks. It's, it's going to get even crazier. This is the type of thing where you stare up into space when you're a kid. You look up at the stars and you try to envision, where does the galaxy go? What goes on behind the stars? How far does the universe extend? This is what we're talking about. Let's put this in context. Let's try to understand this because this is the system that the technocrats claim is going to rule over us, control us, govern us, have power over us for all times. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 